Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing well. Got a lot to cover today. Thanks to thanks to my buddy Norman for the uh, idea for the podcast. Thanks to the friends this Saturday. We sat around talking and talking about the Bible. And, um, you know, a comment came up that, you know, we've got all these translations and how much has been lost through the translation over the years. And and that's true. You know, a lot of things have been, languages have changed. Languages have been born since the Bible was, Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was Aramaic and Greek. Um, so a lot of things we don't understand. Like love. The word love in Greek has at least three uh, meanings. I've talked about that before. Agape meaning the most. Uh, deepest love you can have for someone. The agape love that Christ gave for us, died for us. But we just have love. We just have love. And we have to try and put emphasis on how we read or say our love or show our love. But um, pretty much the topic that gets started and anytime you do a Bible discussion is, <clears throat> well, my preacher said, or my Sunday school teacher said, or somebody said. But where do we go with that? What do we do with that? You know, I did a podcast on the manual. We need, we need to read our manual to know how to do things. You know, we're born with an inherent nature of good or evil um and and i believe everybody knows good versus evil whether you've been taught it or not or seen it you know if you're doing something that's bad um some people say they don't have that conscience but i'm sorry i I just believe you know if you're taking a life you're doing something evil you know it's not right you know it's not natural so, we have morals and values ingrained in our heart, in our mind, in our body. But we need cultivating. We need taught. We need to learn. And we go to church and we're supposed to be learning from the pastor. And we're listening to what the preacher says. And we go out the door and throw our Bible in the seat of the car and the back window like you see in some cars and then they don't pick it up till next Sunday and really they only pick it up to bring it into church when the preacher says turn to a verse whatever some people do and some don't most people don't even carry a Bible anymore because they say well I I have the app on my phone but do they open the app and read it it doesn't do you any good if you don't read it And because my pastor said, well, is he teaching you the right stuff? Jim Jones said, and he led about a thousand people to their death drinking Kool-Aid. You know, Adolf Hitler said, and he killed six million people. Do you think for yourself? Do you read for yourself? Apparently, a lot of people these days don't think for themselves they're relying on the governments to tell them what to do and 
how to survive and and how to what no I'm not going to get started on that but we've got to think for ourselves and the Bible's very clear about that and about how God will help us with that and I went through and I picked out some verses quite a few verses so I'm going to start reading them and we're going to talk through them and we're going to keep moving so the first one is um Second Peter 1, 19 through 21. And it says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but by holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You hear that? The scripture came to us through the Holy Spirit, through holy men of God. It's not a private interpretation. God inspires us when we read the Bible to open our eyes, that we learn and discern what the scripture means. Now, remember... I said that which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Remember that light. It's going to come up in a couple other verses. And the light always comes up in the Bible, right? Jesus is the light. So let's flip over to uh, Psalms 119, 105. 119, 105. Listen here. First one I said after pay attention to the light. It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Can you imagine walking in the dark without any kind of light for your feet to see for you to see where your feet are going? Walk off a cliff or into a pit or break a leg. The word is that light in our life. If we read the word, he will light our path in this world and give us the guidance, the the brightness, the discernment that we need as we endure whatever consequences or tragedies or whatever we go through. Let that word be the lamp to your feet and let it light your path. So now, I'm going to flip over to 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16 It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. (coughs) You hear all that? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So that we can correct others, correct ourselves, instruct us in righteousness, that we may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. How about that? Well, let's look over back over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter... Two, 
as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. If you believe in the Lord, you will want his word. You know what? When you're a when you're a first grader in school, you're learning to read. You know, we used to run, read those books, Run, Dick, Run, Jane and whatever, and their dog. Now, I don't know what they read now. But we started off with elementary grammar and books. And then by the time you graduate high school, you're writing research papers, typing and learning all that stuff. It's the same with the Bible. When you become aware that you want Christ into your heart, you're going to seek him out. And then then you should be desiring to be more knowledgeable of him and his ways, and you should be diving into the Bible. The people that go to the church and they don't dive into the Bible, in my mo- in my opinion, you're just going through the emotions. The emotions. You're just doing what you got to do to fill the square, check the block, and sit in the pew on Sunday and go home and say, I, I went to church. If you're not digging into the Word, you're not working at it, having a prayer life, trying to commune with God, you're missing out on everything He has to offer. Let's go over to Acts. Acts 17. Seventeen verse eleven. It says, starts on ten. It says, Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness, and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And therefore many of them believed. You see, they heard what Paul had to say. They heard what the the apostles told them. But they searched in the book to look, to learn, to know for themselves, to verify that what they're getting was right. You know, if you go to church and you just listen to what's said, you don't ever pick up your Bible. You know, it's like I had a lady tell me one time, well, you know, your wife's in hell because she killed herself. And I go, really? Where'd you get that from? Well, that's what I've always been told. Is that what you tell people? Well, I've, I've always been told. You know, if, <laughs> how does that work in life when things happen? You get caught speeding or whatever. Well, I've always been told there wasn't, a, wasn't no speed, no cops sitting on this road. How's that going to work out? You know? You need to learn. You need to research. You need to verify. You need to study the Bible. Put the Word in your heart. Romans. Let's go on over to Romans 10, 14. Ten fourteen says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, that's the preacher's responsibility. 
He's supposed to be teaching us the Word, guiding you in the Word, not using religion as a tool for him to get rich, as a means of controlling people, misleading people. People who get into the ministry should not, it sh- you should not even be in it for the money. In my opinion, some of these rich millionaire preachers that you see that run these big mega churches, and you don't hear a lot about it going back in the communities, well, in my opinion, somebody is woefully, terribly misguided. They are more concerned about themselves and the bottom dollar than they are spreading the love and the word for the kingdom of Christ. But that's just Chip. They don't have to answer to me. You know, look at your preachers, people. Evaluate your preachers. Are they living above the the standard? Are they living better than the people in their church? Are they putting more into their church? Are they teaching you the word? Or are they just preaching to you? Are they teaching you how to read things and discern things and to do the research or break it down? Or are they just telling you what they want you to hear for Sunday to get you over to the next week? Let's look at Second Peter. We're right back to where we started. What did I say when I started this? There's a reason I boomerang back to this verse. It says that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Prophecy came by the will of man. For Prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God who spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It was a lot of verses to take in. But I've got them. I'll have them in the description of the podcast. Get your Bibles. Look up the verses. Read the verses. Pray about your verses. Pray about what God is wanting you to do. And remember, if you feel God nudging on your heart, He's calling you to repentance. But you think, well, I don't like that church. They look at me funny. Or they say things about me because of my lifestyle. Or they look at me funny because of my clothes or my tattoos. If God convicts you to be there, you need to be there. God's going to meet you there. It doesn't matter if it's you and God on Sunday or you and 500 people in that church and God on Sunday because you're there for God. You're not there for those other people. Those other people, if they're looking at you and they're running their mouth and they're gossiping, then they're not doing what what they need to be doing. They need to be listening 
They need to be searching the Word, and they need to be praying. The main thing, people, I tell you, and I always mean it, read your Word, pray about your Word, listen to what God is speaking to you. He is speaking to you. You've just got to find the way that you acknowledge it, hear it, and act on it. Some people think, oh, that's not God talking to me. You, you know. You know very well when God's talking to you. You just choose to push it to the side. Get in your word, people. Get in your word. Start digging. Start reading. And you will be surprised where the Lord will meet you. I promise you that. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate every one of you. And remember, every single one of you is important to Jesus Christ and to us and to me. He died for every one of us, even if it had been just one of us. God bless.